Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by Manny. And we're also Manny and my margarita. <laughs> Manny and his margarita <laughs> are very nice. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. Not as spicy as what you have. Because you have the hangover. I'm <laughs> yeah. working on the no. hangover. <laughs> I actually have a cold right now, so it's not even... I feel like I have a hangover, <laughs> but I don't. And we're also joined by a special guest, Rob, from the Stabby Road Podcast. Yep, yep. And I'm here with just a pure leaf. <laughs> the so hard stuff. The, the, the <laughs> least... The least flavorful of all your drinks today. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. Throw some whiskey in there. You'll be all right. <laughs> throw a little rum. You'll be you'll be just fine. You'll spice it right up. And I'll be completely passed out by the second half of your podcast. <laughs> Pro- probably. Matt, that's usually Manny's thing. He'll be passed out after that drink. But he'll be <laughs> Manny will start slurring his words halfway through the show on his on his second or third drink. Look, I've I've known this guy for twenty years. I need a drink to deal with him at this point. <laughs> there we I go. Need a little something. <laughs> But yes, Rob, tell us a little bit about the Stabby Road podcast. Well, yeah, we have a horror comedy podcast, which is basically um, we have three generations of horror fans uh, and we watch uh, three horror films from our generation. And then we just chat about them, you know, over the course of three weeks. Uh, we have another um, host uh, who's my son, Josh. We call him Stabby Tech Josh because he does all of our our tech stuff. So next season, we're, we're wrapping up our season at the end of this year. Our following season, we're going to actually have four hosts because Josh will be a fourth host. So then uh, we're going to have themed months rather than every three weeks. So uh, we just wrapped up Witches, which will drop uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, this week, we're finishing up... Um, uh, Lovecraft. So this Thursday is, oh no, we finished that. So we're starting up school days. So by mm. the time you see this, we'll have um, Strange Behavior, we'll have um, uh, The Faculty, and we'll have uh, Very nice. Yeah, I can't remember which <laughs> other one we reviewed. Uh, well, there's so many of them, because we, we're once a week, so we, we review them like quite awful, quite often. But um, they're just fun, and we goof on stuff, and we do some uh, serious stuff, depending on you know, every episode uh, varies. You know, we when we did the we did a whole trilogy of uh, spit in your grave films, and those <laughs> nice. got really kind of you know. And uh, oh, and it's also Doctor Fives we threw in there because it was Revenge Month, and um, that got like really deep. We all just started talking about trauma and stuff. So like, those are the <laughs> least comedic ones, but then there are others that we just do that are just completely goofy. And so they vary, and they're just a lot of fun to listen to. It's it's hard to be goofy when you're talking rape revenge, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so so uh, I, I I feel that it's funny. I have yet to dabble on my show here any rape revenge stuff. I'm sure that's coming yeah. down the line eventually. Manny and I will probably talk about one of those movies that involve that <laughs> subgenre of film. I, but I could do you know I honestly the I spit in your grave three, the third of the of the the remake trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite of them all, including that's- the original. That's what I hear. I haven't seen yeah. the third one. Of the, I okay. absolutely love that one. You know, mm. I uh, uh and, and as a fellow podcaster, I, this is a this is a random question I'm hitting you with. Didn't want to. Sure. I wanted to hit you with a curveball out of nowhere. <laughs> What's the most difficult thing about being a horror podcaster? Just in general, like having your own horror themed show. And being consistent, just everything about it. What's what's one of the more more difficult aspects of it? Uh, podcasting in general, like we all have something to say, so. For me, it's it's actually the editing part of it because I'm the one who edits them all. 
Uh, and so um, at this point in time, I can look at waveform and I should exactly tell you which what, what word is um. <laughs> I, can actually, I can look at the waveform yep. and go, oh, that's yep. um, let me cut that out. I don't yep. have to. It literally looks like a bell on its side, like a Liberty Bell <laughs> on its side. And I'm like, that's um. You're, you're you know, cutting so, out your ums, huh? I don't cut yeah. my ums out. They stay right in there. <laughs> I cut yeah, my, yeah. I always cut mine. That dude, 10 years of podcasting, that's that it just I got more yeah. and more like specific with the editing, cutting cutting out inhales and cutting it's like to the point yeah, where I just yeah. wanted it to be nice and clean. Yeah. And it just you're absolutely right. It's this that's so much work. I I yeah. I give it up to him for putting up with it and doing it so much, you know. Every week, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it's probably the most for me at least, and I'm glad to hear from another podcaster that yeah. the most difficult part or aspect of having a podcast is editing the podcast. <laughs> it oh, it yeah. sucks. Uh, it's yeah. funny too because the more you do it, the uh, the less you get the ums and the hmm yeah. and the and the weird awkward silences. It doesn't happen as often when you do this so frequent. Yeah. I feel you know well, there's we nothing kind of awkward like that in the in in the recording itself at yeah. least. Well, we usually record three in a day. So then we have, you know, we bet we bank three weeks at a time. Impressive. Wow. You know, three and in a day. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes up the whole day. Um, but so the first one, we're like out of the, you know, we're, we're shot out of the gate. We're like we're, you know, by, by the third one, though, there's a lot of awkward silence because we're just tired and we're exhausted <laughs> we're, and we're trying to find jokes or we're trying to find uh, important information to talk about or something like that. So you can always tell if you listen to them, the ones that are slightly shorter, because those are the ones that cut the most ums and silent parts out. <laughs> yeah. That's the third episode. That's the one yeah. where you guys are burnt out and have exactly. had enough of each other. You yes. got to have a lot of energy drinks and coffee or something at three. Oh, the yeah. most I've ever done is two episodes of the show in one day. So it's oh, about yeah. three hours maybe of recording back to back. Right. And you guys do this in person, right? You're all together? Yeah, we're all together. Which we're is all cool. together. In the, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of our one of our um, hosts, uh, her name is Sonia Harcourt. She's um, a comedian. She's also an adult film star. And um, she has a, her own studio in okay. her apartment. So that's where we record. We record oh, the. Um, okay. Yeah. You Very saw cool. when you saw when Manny, when you saw oh, like she, she has this awesome like I have the neon signs behind that me. Says hell here, she yeah. has the Catwoman neon sign. Hell here. Hell here. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Very cool. If, yeah. And if you look at it, the actual the, the O from mm -hmm. hello and the T are actually there. They're just not they're just not in use. Yeah. 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 So I, it's, uh, I just like to hear that. It just makes me laugh sometimes because I, I have had other you know guests on the show that are also podcasters, and some of them don't even edit their show. They just hit record <laughs> and then hit stop, and that's the show. If, so, if I ever went back to doing my own show, like if I brought back Collection Resurrection, that's what it's going to be. It's just going to no editing. We're just going <laughs> to. I mean, we'll do we'll do some bullshit at the beginning that I'll cut out, and maybe you know a little bit here, but for the most part, I, I want the whole thing just straight through. I'm tired of the editing. Like here, whatever you get, here's what you get. That's good enough. <laughs> no, for sure. But that's yeah. enough talking about the production side of podcasting <laughs> and the editing. But I, I wanted to point one thing out. So here at Haunted Hangover, we always, we always do our holiday themed episodes and it's Thanksgiving. It is. <laughs> and usually we try to stick with something that involves a turkey or some sort of a pilgrim of some kind. Cannibalism. Some, cannibalism. cannibalism. Something. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? This year, fuck it. 
We're going to talk about Lucio Fulci because he's yet to yeah. pop up mm-hmm. here at Haunted Hangover. And we all What's, know he has turkeys in every movie. Yes. <laughs> always a turkey. Turkey everywhere. Come on. <laughs> What's more synonymous than, than, than <laughs> with Thanksgiving than Lucio Fulci? What's more Couldn't Thanksgiving than Lucio Fulci? Hey, listen. <laughs> Whenever he guts, and there's plenty of guts and rip, rip, gutting people, people being ripped apart in his movies, there are some sort of entrails in there that I'm sure – have come from a turkey. Come on. Some gizzards or something. For sure. Don't surprise me. Come on. Yeah. We've all got history with gizzards ourselves. <laughs> oh, jeez. So we just told get... that story on his show last week. <laughs> we're, we're not going to get into that here. But yes, we've all experienced making our own kind of gory moments using fucking actual meat and then regretting it Big later time. in life. Or a couple days later, forgetting about it and then freaking out when we discover it. But it, it, any 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 haunted hangover guest who a listener who wants to know that story, go listen to the episode of Stabby Road that me and Lindsay are on, and you get yes. to hear that whole story that go. he's referring to. So crossover, there you go. There we go, we'll crossover. <laughs> and, and funny enough, you know, when you when you think about you know Lucio Fulci and his career, which we'll get into very briefly here before we get into the. The main course, there you go, <laughs> what Good we're going to be talking about. Uh, you know, I feel like most people, especially horror fans, they only know, every time I've talked to horror fans at least, or people that I know in my circle, they know maybe like four movies, and that's about it, four or five movies. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and it's funny because when we start talking about, the, you know, what we're going to be talking about here, the, the listeners know the title of the episode, but we picked literally each of us picked a moment from the same movie, which goes <laughs> to show you how popular those four or five movies that horror yeah. fans love are. Uh, but it's interesting because when you look at his career and look at his filmography, the dude didn't start out as a horror filmmaker. He was making like dramas and comedies. Mm-hmm. which Mostly is really comedies. Yeah, yeah, really str- in the 50s and 60s. And it's not until the mid to late 70s is when the horror and gore stuff. And even that I feel was a slow, it kind of slowly evolved into being ridiculous. Yeah. He started in Giallo, I think 73. Was Mm -hmm. that, uh, what was it? Don't torture a junk. Don't torture torture a a duckling. Duckling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was 72. Lizard in a woman's skin. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. uh, 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 oh, well, what's the, what's the, um, the third one. Oh, geez. The other animal movie. I forget the name of it. The other animal movie. Yeah, that's his animal trilogy. It's Lizard and Woman's Skin, Don't Touch, Don't Torture a Duckling, and another one with an, with an animal. With another one with name. an animal at the end. Yeah, I can't remember. But um, yeah. before you, I, I, I do want to add one little thing. Now, Lou, you may be too young to remember this um, because by the time you were in school, it was a different version. But I guarantee you, Rob remembers this. Okay. When we were in school, do you mm-hmm. remember watching the adaptation of White Fang in the 80s and maybe even 70s? You mean in school? Yes. They I used think, to put yeah. what, when we used to do Jack London time yeah. and we used to do that and we used to watch White Fang. Mm-hmm. That is Lucio Fulci. No way. He directed White Fang and, oh, really? re- and Return of White Fang. Yes, he did. I that know what White hilarious. Fang is. Interesting. And, yeah, this is, and the only that. reason I say that, Lou, you might be too young is because by the time you were in school mm-hmm. in 1991 was the Ethan Hawke White Fang. 
Right. Yeah. So they probably showed you that one. But in the 80s, we watched the Lucio Fulci white thing with yeah. that the vicious wolf fight. <laughs> of course. There's a, yeah, there's a guy that gets there's there's some wolves in there and there is one scene where the dog, I think there's a, I think it was a guy and the dog attacks a person. Cuz mm. the guy's coming, you know, they're having a fight and the dog saves saves the main character and like rips the guy's throat out. And it's you real. see that you see wait 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 wait. Time out. Yes. So wait, is this like a gory scene? I do not remember. Dude, okay. I haven't seen it in 30 something years, but I know that there is a scene where the dog attacks someone. And it's apparently fairly, fairly bloody. I couldn't find a, a copy of it, but I just found this out like a couple years ago. I did not know this. <laughs> I was seven, eight years old watching a Lucio Fulci film mm-hmm. in school. <laughs> That's hilarious that, there, that there's yeah. a Lucio Fulci adaptation yeah. of White, White Fang. Fang. White Fang That's... and White Fang 2 is a yeah. return of White Fang. It's it was ch- challenge to White Fang. And he actually yeah. wrote it as a... He, when they did the movie, they did the movie as a direct sequel, even though I believe it's a different writer entirely, mm. a direct sequel to Call of the Wild. Mm. Wow. And I think I think Jack London did Call of the Wild and White Fang was a different writer, I believe. I don't remember who I don't remember who wrote White Fang. I don't think they're they actually Jack London novels. Are they? OK. Yeah. OK. Uh-huh. So then he did do it. OK. Yeah. So then it's it. Uh, 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 um. So then it's correct. It should be. Right. But it actually picks up at the end of Call of the Wild. Okay. Where he's now domesticating the the wolf or the dog. Right. The wild dog. He's domesticating it. But the Call of the Wild was a different director. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I and White Fang, seen yeah. White Fang was 1973. So that's yeah. a year after Don't Torture a Duckling. There you go. See, wow. that, was his, that, that was his next film after. Yeah, so, if, so watching White Fang in elementary school, that is the one we were, me and Rob were watching. Yeah, I remember I've that. Never, yeah, I've never, wow. I've seen the Ethan Hawke one, obviously, <laughs> See, but I've never always, seen the full yeah, one. Yeah, I always figured, I knew that we watched White Fang and Call of the Wild. We watched these movies back then, and I always said, I was like, it had to be the Ethan Hawke one, but I'm like, no, this was elementary school. Yeah. By the time Ethan Hawke came, I was 12 years old when that came out, so I was moving into junior high already. Right. You know, I had to have been watching the Fulci one because I'm like, I was talking like third grade. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Dude, I have to see this. I did not know this was a thing. Like, it's funny. I guess looking at his filmography, I just kind of brushed over that one. I didn't even well, like, he, pay attention at, to it. At the time, he was doing Westerns. Well, yeah. yeah. At the time, he was doing Westerns. So White Fang actually fit with what he was doing. Already. Yeah, because Four the of the Apocalypse Westerns. was 75. Yes. And that's a great movie. Yes. And that's more of and and. It's funny because the the gore and stuff that he's known for, that's kind of those. I'm, I'm guessing White Fang too. Apparently, a little bit, a little bit. I yeah. mean, it's mostly it just starts. a man, one guy and a dog. It's mostly just well, that. Yeah. So. yeah, but even with like four of the apocalypse, it being a western and like spaghetti westerns are, you know, they have violence and stuff and blood. Mm-hmm. But that's where it started to get kind of ridiculous. It's it's yeah. weird because when you look at his films and you look at where it started and where it went. It just got more and more kind of it's just dumber and dumber with the violence mm-hmm. and more over the top. And I just find that so interesting. It it's like at, at this point, he was what, in his 50s? Oh, yeah. Uh, right? Like yeah, around probably, 70s, yeah. 80s. Yeah. He was yeah. he was already like in his I think 50s. he was 80 something when he died, which was in the nine, which was 98. Mm-hmm. I think was he, he even that old? I thought he was a little mm-hmm. younger. He was in his 80s. That. Really? Yeah. Oh, but. Yeah. I know he was a little like, you know, at this point he had already had like two, three decades of working in like working on film before he gets to the point where everyone, the godfather of gore, 
which yeah. is so which is I find so hilarious when people say that because when you look at just all the movies he made half of them aren't most of them aren't gory they're yeah. just like these random Italian comedies and stuff like that very odd just like right. taking a step back and looking at it is just I just find it hysterical sir like, you are correct he it. was 69 when he died Oh, I knew he was oh, young. I, you I, I felt like he was a little I younger. I thought he was much older than that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I totally did too. I, I just always, correct. I always remember hearing and reading that that Fulci did one, I think Fangoria appearance here in New York, mm-hmm. and then he died like a year later, or a few yeah. months. It was one of his Mid-90s. last appearances. Yeah, he died in '96. Yeah, and that that appearance was one of his last and only appearances to meet horror fans and sign autographs and stuff like that. Wow. I, I remember because, you know, 60-something years old, that's still relatively young, you'd think, you know, because, yeah. again, all these movies he made, he was in his 50s, so he already had a career for 20 years or something like that before right. that. So I just always got a kick out of that. And even now, like, for this episode, just going through his filmography, I guarantee half of the horror fans, and myself included, I have not watched most of the stuff he directed in the 60s. I, I could not give... Have mm-hmm. you guys... At all? Well, back back then, he was, you know, uh, you know just as there were like utility directors here mm-hmm. in America during the yes. studio system, that's kind of how he grew up. Yeah. You know, so it was it was basically whatever this whatever film the studio had for him. It wasn't until he started building up a name that he was able to call his own shots. But they were, you know, uh, you know, when people were doing Westerns back then, it's because, you know, it's just like now when like if, you know, like if somebody wants to if they don't have the uh, DC or Marvel money, they'll yeah. try to do some knockoff super superhero yeah. film that'll go to Tubi. It's the same thing back then. They didn't have Sergio Leone money. So they were trying to get people They're to just do Westerns. Ripping so off Sergio Leone movies, basically, exactly. and just kind of creating their own version of that kind of, I guess, yeah. that genre of film, those Westerns. Exactly. And his like, again, the, the one I'm most film familiar with is Four of the Apocalypse. And that is a good movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen it or not. No, I used it's to have really the, good. I used to have the DVD. I watched it once and I gave it to Anthony. Oh, you never saw <laughs> it again. Regular, remember, remember <laughs> Anthony Regular? Yeah. yeah, he he's a huge Western fan, okay. and I I bored the living hell out of me. I don't like westerns. Yeah, and yeah. I was sense. like Fulci doing a western. Let me give it a try. I bought the DVD. Um, I think it was a Grindhouse release. Like it was a special edition DVD. Like early, you know. I think I have an Anchor Bay is what I have. It might be Anchor yeah. Bay. Yeah, it was two thousand one, two thousand two or so. Mm-hmm. It came out. I watched it. Bored the living shit out of me. <laughs> It's Set a good movie, gave, man. Well, again, I don't like westerns. Yeah, so it makes sense. It's like it wasn't. It just it was just another one that I was like, nah, not not for me. And I gave it to him, and he absolutely loved it. He said it was one of the best spaghetti westerns he's ever seen. So okay, so uh, that's when I was like, okay, then it's just westerns that I just don't care for. So it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just it's me. <laughs> it's but, me. <laughs> but even when you look and and during the kind of gore, Godfather of gore. Mm-hmm year or decade of his career he did direct stuff like contraband conquest yep. which is a action film, action films yeah. a, mm-hmm. a fantasy film so you know he did step out of that zombie entrails yeah. genre and try other things which i always found interesting because even for me and we'll quickly go into that like where we discovered lucio fulcian when we started watching his movies even for me I was in high school. Manny knew me during, you know, during this time. Mm -hmm. I was discovering, you know, we all knew Michael Myers, Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger, Pennywise, all that shit. So at that point in my life when I was 14, 13, 14, 15 is when I was 
discovering all these movies because they were getting re-released through Anchor Bay and through on video and things like that. So that's really where I started to learn about Fulci. And at that point in my life, I was really into death metal, which like, forget about it. Like Lucio Fulci Fulci was all over everything (laughs) because of the gore. And I remember vividly seeing like, You'd see like a, the death metal band posing. I'm try, I don't want to name any names. I don't want to make fun of them. But like a death metal band. And some of them I love. So I'm not even really making fun of them. But they'd be standing right. there with like knives in front of like a Gates of Hell poster. And I'm yeah. like, what's the Gates of Hell? Or the samples that they would use. So that's kind of how I found out. Well, Necrophagia about kind of did that. Yes. Like he wore it, well. he wore it yeah. on his sleeve. Like that yeah. was him. You know, he wore like he practically had Fulci's face tattooed on his own face. You know, (laughs) and that's one of the bands that I started learning about because I was a big Necrophagia fan before. Killjoy was yeah, yeah. Before (laughs) learning about, you know, actually watching the movies and learning more about Lucio Fulci, bands like Necrophagia, like Mortician. Like mm-hmm. there's so many. I'm I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah. Skinless. So many of them oh, where Jesus, they would skinless. sample oh I need a these... drink for skinless. <laughs> <laughs> they would sample, you know, a cli- like a scene from one of these movies and then go into one of their tracks. So it's always funny how I've always associated Lucio Fulci with death metal. <laughs> like it's just and grindcore. It just goes yeah. hand in hand. Just that genre of music. And, right. and his film. So that's kind of like my own personal. And then when I met Manny, you know, around that time, him and I, I was watching that stuff with him. And, you know, that's when you want to watch the most extreme shit when you're young and stupid. So it's like right. that's when that evolved. And we watched a lot of garbage, Manny and I. When, rivers you know, of gore. Rivers yes. of gore. Oh, he my remembers. God. We're not even going to talk about that. But, yes, that's an inside <laughs> joke. But that, you know, we were dumb like you know if there was a lot of gore in it you wanted to watch it what you, song right. is that i don't even know what song it's a skinless that is. it's a skinless it song. Is, that's yeah. right oh, there yes, you go yes, okay yes. i need a drink for skinless <laughs> yes. that's um, why it tri- that's why it <laughs> triggers that we real quick real quick we shot just a bunch of random blood shots like just <laughs> stabbing things or cutting this and, and then he cut it together and put it on a videotape and we watched it and it starts the song starts rivers of gore rivers of gore and it's just a knife doing this it's the worst like purple and green blood it it's looks amazing it's amazing how terrible it looks <laughs> but that's where i was and even he was yes. in life at that point it's like do right. you want to watch the goriest dumbest shit it, just and filmed Lucio, blood. Yes. And Lucio Fulci, you know, he fed us that whenever we watched. And at that point, he was dead, but his movies right. were living on. And that's They were notorious for being so violent. Now, Rob, yeah. when did you start watching Fulci? And when did you discover Fulci movies? So I'm, I'm a little bit older than you guys. And I went to film school in the 80s. And a lot of guys were... Um, they were trying to emulate a lot of the Argento films. And when I started film school, I had no idea who Argento was at the time. All I knew about him was that um, that he was con- like just connected to Dawn of the Dead. That's all I knew about. I had no idea what he, even what his connection was because at that time I hadn't seen Dawn of the Dead. So um, back then, back when Times Square was really a cool place to go, it was just dirty and grimy and you would just go see whatever the hell it was. It was almost like international waters. It was like almost no law in Times Square. Uh, They had a lot of like just crappy ass horror film theaters. 
And so I started going to those because I, they, they had turned me on to Argento at the time, which was um, a lot of the other students there because they were way more savvy into foreign horror than I was at the time. And I started going into these theaters and I started seeing, I saw, I, you know, I liked the word zombie. So I said, oh, I saw there's a movie called Zombie. Let me go see that. And I was like totally into the the gore aspect of it. Um, I loved that to the point where I actually ended up um, thinking to myself, all right, this is, I kind of want to be a makeup artist. I want to kind of, you know, because I knew who Tom Savini was and I knew who Rick Baker was at the time. And I ended up in- interning for uh, a couple of, guys who are actually kind of famous now i don't know if i should mention their names but um uh you know but i learned that that's how i started filmmaking i i started um special effects makeup first that's how i you know um so it was that it was because of that going to all those those little crappy grindhouse theaters in times square that's awesome and you know and then what then when i saw zombie i was like okay let me see who did this you know and then i i saw the name you know uh, Lucio Fulci and I was like oh okay let me see if I can find another because there's no there's no IMDB back then you have to just yeah. sort of figure it out you know and so I just kept looking at the posters until I saw his name over and over and I, I just started going to those and that's that that was my 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 spider bite my my entry into those into those movies that's cool that's cool yeah. that you were able to actually see them in, in like in mm, Times Square awesome. when it was complete oh, yeah. garbage, when it was like the uh, worst. It was the best, the best. It, it, it's <laughs> the, the theaters stank. There, sometimes there were like hookers in there, and it, you know, it like, oh, and it just stank of weed, and like you know, <laughs> you just knew that. Like it, well, the great thing about it was, it, it was a movie that you could be in. Yeah, and there's a good chance you might not walk out alive, and that was the best thing about the film. You know what's so yeah. funny? Like, I remember yeah. the ass end of that. Yeah, when yeah. I started hanging out in in in, in Times Square and Sound, uh, mostly yeah. mostly the Village, yeah, mostly down in the Village in like '94, '95, when you could just like you could literally buy crack on the corner. Oh, yeah. did, there was always some Jamaican guy on the corner yeah. and he either had crack or weed. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was, you know, no Coke, <laughs> no hair. It was crack or weed. Yeah. <laughs> Every single corner. There's some dude. You just look for the guy with the longest dreads and you can buy drugs. <laughs> <off him>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like 13, 14 years old. This is the village to me long before it was the IFC center back when it was just uh-huh. Waverly center, yeah, yep. you know, or Waverly Plaza and all, you know, and, and, ah. Uh, yeah, I remember the very ass end of this, and that's when uh, a little after then Giuliani had come in at yeah. that point <laughs> yeah. and started, and then Bloomberg. So I watched everything change mm-hmm. at, from between, you know, in that 10 years from my teenage years to the 20s. Yeah. Now, I, I got a little taste of it. I even got to go to Coney Island High. I got a little oh, taste wow. of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny because I sometimes think about it and, you know, you always, you know, even Rob, you telling us just kind of the stories of going and watching a movie like Zombie. It's, yeah. it's just funny to think that at one point in time, you'd go into one of these theaters and something like zombie was playing and you'd have, you know, the woman with the big wood splinter in her eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's someone getting like a blow job in the corner. Oh, yeah. One one person snorting Coke. Yeah. There's a stabbing in the I'm, back. Like, I am almost positive. Somebody OD'd in the theater once when I was in it. <laughs> oh God. And no one cared. Like the movie, no the lights it. came up, the usher came in, slept around. Him. Yeah. It's, just, it's just wild yeah. because like, you know, obviously, you know, being a horror fan and, you know, I'm, I'm younger than, I'm a few years younger than Manny, and probably a, you know I'm in my thirties. So right. um, I think Rob's got t- Rob's got almost ten years on me. Yeah, so, yeah, probably. So, yeah, he's the same age as Pat. So yeah, 
So, mm-hmm. so, so for me, exactly. it's just, you know, I've read a lot about this stuff and I know a lot about it because it's, it's an interest of mine, the movies I like and stuff. So just right. hearing stories and like for my own family members that were around and going to see a movie like Death Wish and it would yeah. play in like crappy theaters. And even though that was a bigger, that's Charles Bronson, but like they'd play it in those type of theaters and it would be the most random movies. It would be like Death mm-hmm. Wish and House by the Cemetery or something oh, like yeah. that. Or like Dawn of the Dead and some random other zombie movie that's like a piece of shit because mm-hmm. they just wanted to fill the time and you'd pay yeah. like a dollar and be there all day. And be so there all day, that in, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting, just kind of the fact that that existed at one point and is not a thing anymore. Like I'm surprised yeah. no one's tried to recreate that. Obviously not for a dollar, but right. you know, you you pay a couple bucks and they just play movies for. Oh, know, yeah. like, I know they have these special events that are marathons and stuff like That's that. That's as close as you're gonna get to it. Yeah, yeah. as close the as the twelve you get hour to lock-ins. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I remember when I was like, cool. I, yeah, I remember when I was like 13, 14 years old, and I would go to movie theater, and my friends and I we would buy tickets for like Mary Poppins or some stupid thing. But we would just go to all the other. That's how we saw The Exorcist. <laughs> like he would, you know, and it was it. It was I think it was, it was probably it was in a revival because I think it was only like seventy eight or nine, somewhere between seventy eight and eighty. So it hadn't come out first run. So it was in like a a crappy little theater. But like we, and we would just stay there all day going and seeing horror movies at fourteen fifty, <laughs> and nobody cared. Like nobody, no one gave a shit. We were just you know we were just. <laughs> yeah. That's what Cross Bay was like. The Cross Bay mm-hmm. theater, yeah. the the main, the, the, yeah. the Cross Bay two that we used to, that I used to go to. Um, you would buy, like you weren't supposed to, but you did. Right. You bought a ticket and then you just hopped from one theater to the next, and you'd yeah. spend the whole day because nobody was checking any of this shit. Nope. Yeah. Nobody that was, was before. Yeah. That was a lot of those theaters were like that before Regal and AMC took yes. over and stuff mm-hmm. like you know all yeah, those multiplexes. Yeah. You know what it is? Because a lot of the people, especially those theater owners at that time, people who owned those theaters, um, they remember, a lot of them remember the time of right before Psycho. Because Psycho changed that. Because it used to be that you just bought a ticket and you walked into the movie. Whether it was the beginning of the movie or the end of the movie, didn't matter. You just walked in. You bought one ticket and you could stay the whole day. Nobody kicked you out. And the movie just looped, basically. So when the movie was over, you just, they would play a newsreel while the uh, projectionist flipped back to the first mm-hmm. reel and then just start the movie again. And Psycho, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, instilled a thing where he wouldn't let people, he told the theaters not to admit anyone after the first 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. Right. And that is what created the showing up at the beginning of the film, where they would actually put times, because they didn't even put times of the movies back then. It's yeah. just, you're talking the 40s and 50s. The, that's it. They were playing this movie. You showed up whenever you showed up. And sometimes you'd watch the end of the movie and then you'd stay <laughs> yeah. and watch the rest of the film. The beginning so, of it, yeah. Yeah, so Psycho, he created rules and told the theaters they're not allowed to let anybody in after the first 15 minutes because you're going to ruin the whole experience of the film. Right. So that that actually changed it. And I think that a lot of the theater owners in the 70s and 80s, they remember that from the 50s and that slow changeover. So that whole... Uh, uh, that whole culture of people just coming to the movies and staying all day and hopping from one to they never really instilled kicking people out because it's like, this is how they grew up going to the movies. Why would I kick people out? They paid to get in, let them do what they're going to do. If they ruin the movie for themselves, that's their problem. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, when it comes to Fulci too, and even looking at his filmography to loop back around with the grindhouse 
cinema theater situation. When you look at his movies, it seems like that was the market he was going for, too, because a lot of the movies were released almost in the same year. Yeah. So, like, The Black Cat and The Beyond is 81. And I know, you know, Italy, they were were released. Yeah, but they were released in Italy first, but then when they were released here, it'd be, like, Contraband, uh, Gates of Hell, City of the Living Dead, 1980. So, I, I guarantee back in the day, you'd go to a theater and it would be Black Cat, the beyond yeah. like double mm-hmm. feature because and he was you know i i don't know if he made residuals off of those probably not he was probably no. paid per film and that was it but i do I like no i would the, think he got something it's weird when you look at his career in the 80s he, he had movies he'd released three movies in the u.s in a year three of mm-hmm. his films were released here within mm-hmm. a year so it had to have been the reason was to make money back on those movies because all those theaters were playing multiple films all day. And it's like, if you think about it, they can play all these Fulci movies that I'm sure didn't cost that much in Italy. I'm sure they, you know, if you think about it, you look back at it, it's probably, they're probably inexpensive compared to movies, like even horror movies made now. They're, you know, so I just thought that was really interesting when you look at his filmography, how many were, were released back to back with the uh, same, when I say that- same year. Well, when I say it was money, I, it was literally a lot of it was literally just money. They were making films for the they were making films like Zombie and this for the express purpose of capitalizing yeah. on the success <laughs> of George dead. Romero. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and 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 uh, you know, uh, Argento was one of the few who was actually making the films he wanted to make. Yeah. Fulci and Bruno Mattei, and that they were doing the films for the sake of making money. They were they were they were Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. Filming. Yeah. They, that's what they were doing. They were the Roger Cormans of Italy, where it's like, well, this is really popular now, and this can sell in a foreign market. So let's make this, right? You know, so and that's how they did their things to the point where, uh, uh, where Fulci and Fulci got really popular doing, and Mattei got popular being the Fulci ripoff. Right. Yeah. Bruno, his well, Fulci are... was popular being the Romero ripoff. Yeah, right. Bruno Mattei's movies, a lot of them are hard to watch. They're not yes. like the greatest fucking films. You know? When yeah. compared to apples to oranges, man. And then even two. Mario Bava moved into that. Like he was yeah. famous in his own right long before them. He was yeah. he was a big horror filmmaker before. But then come the seventies, eighties, he started doing the same thing and going down that route of yeah. just following the trend of what was popular. Right. And like, that's why most people only know his movies from the seventies, because those were the art. And right. these are I don't know what the fuck he did after like nineteen seventy five. Yeah, because in the sixties, Bava was doing more like science fiction horror, yeah, you know, like exactly. like Planet of the Vampires and you know, stuff that like was a little more original than you would, you know, you're right. And then once the seventies came about, they were all just on the same train. Yeah. The what same year was, train. uh, what year was a uh, black Sunday and kill baby kill. That those was, were early seven, early seventies. 71, yeah. 71 I think was one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I think yeah, black it's interesting. Sunday was 74, 75 was I, mm-hmm. that I late? forget. Yeah. I, I forget, but it's, it's interesting when you look at these guys career and because the, both of their careers, all these Italian directors, because I feel like Fulci, he was just trying to make, he was trying to make money. I think at the end of yeah. the day, yes. when you really look at it, it's like, all right, I'm going to make these ridiculous, even though some of them feel like ripoffs, like obviously zombie is right. They marketed it as a, a sequel to Dawn of the dead, but even a movie like the beyond, what was he trying to rip off? He wasn't, you know, he wasn't ripping off a slasher movie or anything like that. So what was he what was his his deal with a movie like that? 
You know, the black. I don't think he was. Yeah, I don't think that was so much a ripoff as it was just capitalizing on the popularity of of a zombie of the zombie craze, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it more exploitive. Yeah, yeah. Because even a movie, you know, when you when you really look at them, like House by the Cemetery, he never out outright made a slasher film when slasher films were the big were a big deal in the eighties. Because a lot of these movies aren't really that. So it's right. it's he has an interesting career. I've always thought it was really interesting, just kind of the type of films he made, and kind of how out there they were. Where he's like this auteur director who, you know, you watch a Lucio Fulci movie now and you know what it is. But I also don't think at the time that's what people were saying. Like, oh, that's a Lucio Fulci movie. No, I think over time, you know, he died. Even by the time I saw his movies, I knew who Lucio Fulci was in a Fulci film. But he had died 15 years before that. You know what I mean? So 20 years before. I think that was when he started. Like, I know that I know that they shot the Beyond in New Orleans. Yeah, they mm-hmm. actually shot uh, at least some of it in New Orleans, and there was um, stuff right. of and some of it in New York too. Yeah, yes, and yeah. City of the Living Dead as well. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, New the York third Rippers, one, New York Rippers in New York, Zombie Two has scenes in New York. Was New York Ripper shot in New York, or There's was it scenes. just some like 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 B like B roll that was done? You know, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing he had done. Yeah, there were three films that he had the deal to do in in the United States, from what I understand. I believe, and and the Beyond was one of them. It was, uh, Gates of Hell, and there was another one. Um, and they ended up like halfway through the shooting of like of Gates of Hell, they ended up going back to Italy and then shot the third one in Italy as well, <laughs> and just use stock footage of New York. Right. Yeah. You know, to make it look like they had shot here because they be, literally because they were trying to sell to the American market. You know, they had uh, the uh, the produ- one of the producers. I forget the guy's name, but he he had the uh, the idea for the beyond. And I think he sold Fulci on a poster mm. and he's like, here's what I want to do. And here's the poster <laughs> idea. And that and it just came from that. And he had like he had this whole like existential reason for it. But I don't think Fulci was actually part of that. It was like, let's make a movie that sells to the American market. I mean, Dawn of the Dead was 78. Zombies were now huge. Yeah. You know, and so let's just do that. They did a zombie movie and they had done zombie movies before that. And apparently people had laughed at them because mm. they were just so silly. So like, well, let's do something that people don't laugh at that. The Dawn of the Dead fans can watch and respect. Yeah, I think that was that was really what did it. I think when it comes to, in my opinion, at least Dawn of the Dead and Zombie, I think Dawn of the Dead is a better movie. <laughs> but but Zombie, I guess, would be it's technically a darker movie. It's a little more yeah. serious. But it is interesting how cl- well they're not that close, I guess, together in release. But nonetheless, it's the zombies are completely different in both. I like of those to movies. pretend this is the island they were flying to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god, that's the one that they're flying to. This that's is the they're complete- they're gonna fly. The worst zombies are on the island. There you yep. go. So. <laughs> Uh, Zack but, Snyder did it. That's what yeah, he did. got yeah. there and said, "Fuck." Yeah, the really <laughs> gross ones are there. Yeah. Uh, so, so because Manny, we didn't even Eating touch on you. Zombies. But Manny, when did you discover Fulci? Before we go to the main topic, what did oh, you? I'll try to make it quick. I'll try to make it yeah. quick. Um, I mean, I was in elementary school. There was a movie. They played this movie called White Fang. Yes. And- which, which we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> no. No. Um. That would have been amazing if that was yeah, your right. pretentious answer. <laughs> well, I saw White That's Fang it. when I was about nine. And, and said, I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> direct, directed by Lucio Fulci. I've got to watch Ooh. the rest of his films. But no, yes, continue. Uh, no, when I was young, that right there. That, yeah. I'm in reverse here. That poster was always, you know, that big box was in the video store. But I never rented it. 
because it actually freaked me out. It's terrifying. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was really scary. And I think on the back too was a picture of somebody's like throat being ripped out or something like that. And it was like, whoa, but it was awesome. And then I remember um, the Gore Zones and Fangorias when they had the masks and there was always a mask of that, mm-hmm. you know, and I always wanted one, but I never got it because those even then they were like a hundred dollars each, yeah. you know, and buying a mask for a hundred bucks in like 1988 for an eight, nine year old kid. That's not happening. That was a secondhand you know, car back so. then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's not happening. Your parents are not buying that for it for your for your eight year old who's probably going <laughs> to leave it under his bed and, you know, right. And on top of that, masks were not the quality that they are today either. Mm-hmm. You know, so who knows how how well it would have survived an eight year old's chaos of a bedroom. Um, but so I always remember that. And then uh, uh, in high school, late nineties or a little after high school, Kim's video. Right. I mean, yeah, beyond Saint Mark's Place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the my Kim's video. I loved Saint Mark's Place, but my Kim's video that I always went to was Kim's Underground, uh, on Bleecker. Yeah. And that was the downstairs store, mm-hmm. and their little corner. I always felt like they had more like lesser known and crazy extreme horror films there. And they yeah. had a lot more foreign releases because Kim's on, on St. Mark's really focused more on the rentals. Yeah, mm-hmm. the upstairs you know? area. I remember. Yeah. 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 They focused more on rentals. And honestly, I thought the guys in, in the ones at St. Mark's were just a bunch of pretentious assholes. <laughs> like I felt like they were just dicks and I didn't like being in the store because like I'm 17, 18 years old. I don't know anywhere near as much as they do. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to be in a conversation with them because I felt like they were going to make me feel like an idiot, yeah. you know? So asking, it was the type, they were the type of people where you walked in, you asked for recommendation and they said, well, you know, if you've ever seen the beyond and you look at them like what, then you got a half an hour of berating coming from you, coming <laughs> yeah. to you because you've never seen the beyond yeah. kiss my ass. You pretend to shit. Um, but seriously, I, feel, I, dude, I think we I, just triggered Betty. No, I like, I hate that gatekeeping shit. That's what it is. I hate yeah. that gatekeeping stuff even to this day, you know, and, and that's why I like doing podcasting because I feel like I can, in, we can introduce this, especially being older mm-hmm. podcasts are very popular amongst younger film fans, especially this is how they find new movies. And I know this for a fact, just from, just from Rob's kids. Mm-hmm. His two sons, they'll say, oh, I heard a podcast on this. I heard a podcast on this. And so that always makes me feel good that I'm still podcasting, right. talking about these new movies because I'm I'm introducing it to them. I'm breaking through that gatekeeping barrier. Mm-hmm. So that's why I never went there. Underground was more my style. People left you alone. You did what you want to do. And they always had a little. Anyway, in that store, I bought the New York Ripper VHS. I bought um, the Beyond Tin Box from wow. Anchor, and these were Anchor Bay's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the Anchor Bay releases. And um, I got the Anchor Bay DVD of the zom- of Zombie. And these are the first time I ever, I think I was 19 or 20 or so. I had seen parts of New York Ripper because um, there were websites that had video back then, but it was very slow and it was very crappy, you know? <laughs> but they yeah. still, but they did exist. There were a few. There were a few websites and a lot of them were they were gore type websites, you know, and they would in between like the real gore. It would be clips of stuff like Mondo Kane yeah. and zombie, mm-hmm. you know, and faces of death that would be in there. So I saw clips of this back then in 96, 97, 98. 
you know, and that was it in, in like, what is this? Like 480 (laughs) (laughs) video. It's like that big on your screen and it's all pixelated and crappy, you know? Uh, so I saw that, but then when I finally, I was old enough to buy it myself. I saw that zombie poster on a DVD and I bought it and, and I saw the the director's name. So I bought others and I watched the beyond first and the beyond in the, the anchor bay tin box. I had a little laptop with a DVD player, the DVD thing in it. Cause I didn't have a DVD player yet. I watched everything on my laptop and I put my headphones on and I watched the beyond with headphones. And this movie scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> Just be, the sound design and the music was so absolutely just nightmare inducing. I loved it. And as soon as it was over, I put it on and watched it again. I sat in the dark, laid on my couch <laughs> and watched this thing on my laptop two inches from my face <laughs> with big, with big like sound canceling, what sound canceling was at that time, headphones. And I just had the time. And I was like, wow, this movie is amazing. Absolutely. I've never seen anything like that before. It's so funny I that having, everyone, yeah. it's what were you saying? No, I was saying, I remember having nightmares as a kid of just the blind woman's eyeballs because that's something I'd never seen before. Those just like using like uh, eyeball colored scleral yeah. lenses over your lens. No. Just make them completely white like that. And I was, I just remember being just so creeped out by that as a, mm. as a, as a kid. Yeah. It, it's probably his most, I, I feel like that's why it's his most popular film just because of how batshit insane it is. It is. Yeah. It's like a zombie movie about another dimension, but it's like a bunch of shit. Like all just put to the painting, the like it's just a bunch of if shit. You, if you if somebody asks you like, oh, what's the Beyond about? I was just like, just just see it. I, just I can't watch really, it. I don't know if I can fully explain exactly <laughs> and give it any kind of justice whatsoever. Somehow there's a painting it. involved. Yeah, I, I still don't a, know how it's involved. I still don't know how. There's a house, and then there's yeah. a painting, and then there's a dude that works at the hospital, morgue yeah. or a hospital, and there's, and then there's Joe yeah. the plumber, Joe the Joe plumber, and the it, biggest nastiest beard. Oh yeah, my God. I, it's it's funny because I feel like a like a lot of his movies, specifically the Beyond and House by the Cemetery, both of them, it's kind of hard to explain. Like mm-hmm. House by the Cemetery, this woman, there, there, they, this family moves to a house, and there's a dude who's a mon- monster living in the basement, murdering people. Like it is when you think about it, these are like acid trips, yeah. Oh, yeah. written into screenplays and then made into movies, yeah. <laughs> into horror films. So, really, just wild stuff. It's funny because I think I watched The Beyond with Manny, one Probably. of the uh, around <laughs> the same time. Because I remember years before I, it was a couple years, years before, before I met you. But, but I think yes. when I had first seen it was around that time when like grindhouse releasing re-released it for the first time i was it them i think it might have been uh, them the first time they I, got no, their hands I don't, I don't on think, it no no the, that's when i saw it yeah no the beyond yeah. that i have is the anchor bay box yes, I, yes that is still the copy i have i've never yeah. got a blu-ray because i and i heard there's a 4k coming soon mm. so i'm just holding out on not buying that Blu-ray, yeah. I want the 4K. And I'm hoping movie, they have the producer's cut and the uh, and the composer's cut on them because there's a 4K of the composer cut, which just music. Yeah, I, oh, I, wow. so I'm I'm really holding out for those. That that's a movie, Manny. I think you and I need to. Uh, oh yeah, two hours. I, the dude, Beyond. I, just, <laughs> I saw the Beyond live. I saw the Beyond. I was live. there. Oh, with Fabio right. Frizzi. Yeah. Was it Fabio Frizzi? We saw Frizzi, Fabio right? Frizzi play yeah, the. And the band wow. play, play, the, oh, wow. play it live. It's great. 
It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I have that was the, a good the show. Fu- the Fritzy, the the Fulci to Fritzy record from it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we that's were amazing. Front row. <laughs> yeah, you guys were right in the front. I was like was, towards the middle. I remember. Yeah. You, was you guys Steinberg, were way yeah. up there. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. was he just like an old, just like a seriously old guy in front of a? I mean, how no. old was he? Yeah. No, he's he didn't. Got, he did, if he is that, if 60s, he, he is kind of no, no way. Seventies, dude. The movie's forty years old. <laughs> yeah, maybe seventies now. This was yeah. a few years ago, so he's probably maybe like John Carpenter's age. Because I saw John oh, okay. Carpenter perform too, and he was like sixty-eight years old, wow, or something like that. Yeah. So sixty, yeah. or so. And it was a full orchestra. He's seventy-two. Fritzi is seventy-two, almost the same age as John Carpenter. To, basically the yeah. same age. So yeah. But that That's was the, awesome. And then they do yeah. a full set afterwards, too. After they played wow. the movie, they did awesome. a full music yeah. set. It was it was amazing. It was great. It was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the main topic at hand, yes. the gore. <laughs> the, the gore is... is, is Two hours is, later. <laughs> Godfather of gore. I thought it would be fun for us to pick some of our favorite Fulci kills, gore moments from his filmography. And, and, and you know... Talk about them a little bit. And at the end of the episode, we're going to take our six picks and try to rank them between the oh, three okay. of us without arguing which one's the <laughs> My pick's the best. Um, real quick, before we get into our official picks, let's run through some quick honorable mentions. I'm going to start just because I have the, the most obvious one, which I mentioned before, which is the zombie eye splinter. I think that's probably... From zombie, the most famous, the most, yeah. yeah, the most famous murder and kill. For it's funny, I'm playing this video game right now called Gates of Hell, and they recreate. Oh wow! That wow. kill in the game. I think I sent Manny a, 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 a poster. It's like a V. It looks like a VHS, and uh, it it kind of it's, has it's the on graphics. the PlayStation Network for like yes, ten bucks right it's now. It's ten bucks, yeah. <laughs> uh. And um, the game is heavily inspired by Lucio Fulci's films. And in the game, there's actually a scene where you're walking down a hall and an arm comes out of the wall, grabs you, and your Jesus. character loses an eye because you get your, your head shoved into a splinter. It doesn't kill you. You continue playing the game with one eye. It's hysterical. Like, they know what they did. Um, but, yeah, I think it's the so one that, everyone knows, man. Everyone that tells knows that me kill. that if she survived that, if she survived that, then Bill Paxton survived the Terminator attack. Okay? <laughs> they just threw him into a fence, okay? He's right. still alive. <laughs> he definitely survived that. He yeah, definitely what a weird... survived. He's naked, but he's right. never thought about that one. Thanks, Manny. Dude, there I've been go. saying that for... When they talk about Bill Paxton being the only one to die by three, like, they only threw him into a fence. He didn't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> the other dude got the arm through the stomach and yes, chest and whatever. The other Not guy that lost his jacket, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I wanted to start with that one because I feel like that's the one everybody knows the the, the eye splinter. Yes. It is yeah. gruesome. It's one of the first ones I think I saw when it comes to I saw Zombie and the Beyond. I forget which one it was I saw first. And I remember even for me watching that scene at the time, being the little gore whore that I was, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, it got me. Especially yeah. when he moves her head a little bit and the, the, and the wood burns, kind of, yeah. breaks. And then her head turns. I'm like, oh. You know, he at def- this point, pulls the side of her head yeah. out. He at definitely has point, an obsession with eyes. Yes. You know, because that, 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 that's I don't why know I if turned. It's, yeah. 
I turned the light bulb, the eye, the eyeball light bulb oh, on. I, I was it. like, you know what? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if it's a if that's a phobia inside of him or if that's something that he knows that pe- trigger people or whatever. But it's in pretty much most of his horror films. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he just knows it. At that point, he was just trying to shock people, and the yeah. eye will always make you kind of cringe whenever yeah, you watch. Yeah, eyeballs, spiders, yeah. maggots. That Argento's always got maggots. You know, it's yeah. one of those things that just makes your skin crawl. So just. Yeah. Just throw it in there. Why? Who knows? Damn, a room of barbed wire. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, but, but but that zombie eye splinter is it is now na- at this point I've seen it so many times, it's like I'm not phased by it. Yeah. But if you show it to someone that has never seen zombie, I guarantee they're just gonna be like ah! fuck with them. <laughs> look away or something. Yeah. Scream. I think one time I was I remember when I put it on for Andrea for my wife, the first right. time I ever put it on for her. Even she and she's gore doesn't really phase her. She was even like, ah, like <laughs> just looked because it looks they do such a good job. His makeup effects are always on point yes. in these movies. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, God, it, you can feel it like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. it is pretty painful to watch. But, yeah, wanted to show some love as an honorable mention at the top here. I know you guys have some honorable mentions. So, Rob, we'll start with your honorable mention or two you i have show some i have two to. yeah i've got okay. two honorable mentions Hit and them. the first one is the uh the spider death from the beyond yeah, which is um <laughs> which is it's 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 completely ridiculous because tarantulas simply don't do that but uh <laughs> it, it i love it i love it so much because it's just a slow burny thing and they just start chewing at his lip there's that one weird puppet spider for no reason yes, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, just there. it's just like yeah it's just like on a string jumping up and down uh but like integrated with the other spiders which i never yeah. understood because it's not like he does any sort of hero move or anything like that he's just <laughs> he's just there just to fill in the gap with spiders um, so that's a great space on the screen. Here. Yeah. <laughs> the the one thing with that spider kill from the beyond that I always thought was hysterical too, with the puppet spider yeah. is like, they're like moving his lips. It's like really <laughs> yes. awkward. It's like, they're just like moving. It's like, it's like, they're really trying to use like the way your face moves to make you kind of freak out, but it's right, just, right. Like, it almost looks comedic because they yeah. do look fake at times, but that is all the little one. things I have here. I don't have a spider that I can just grab. All the little, <laughs> the whole little things I have. There's no spider sitting here. <laughs> but he's not even like. It, there's no articulation, which is even no, funny. No. It's just, it's just on a string, and he's just literally just going like that. It looks like the a Halloween others, decoration. But the others yeah. are clearly alive around yeah. them. It's so inexplicable that I, I, it's, I love it so much because it's just so, <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> you know. And what's but your my, second uh, one? My second one is from City of Living Dead, which is the 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 couple making out in the car at Dunwich. Mm. Uh, one the 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 girlfriend whose eyes just start bleeding. I love that effect so much because, and you know, as a again a former makeup person, you could see that there are these little tiny tubes that come just to the edge of her eyes, and the, the her hair is covering it. But just for the uh, just. I'm I'm watching it from the point of view of the actor having to keep her eyes open without having to blink and having those things fill up at the bottom of her eye. I cringe every time I see that because I, I just imagine how many takes that must have taken because you can't blink because if you blink, then it ruins the effect because then the water, the blood goes everywhere, you know, and it just has to feel it has to look like she's t- crying blood. And it's, it's just and then. On top of that, having to spit up all the guts and stuff, because the the first part of that, she actually doesn't. She actually regurgitates all those guts. And then it it moves to like a a dummy mouth, 
Yeah, know. that that's I would call that probably the second most popular death scene mm. from one of his movies because I feel like that one you see in a lot of compilations and things yeah. like that. People yeah. tend to to go back to that one There's and then the shot yeah. of her mouth and all like there's that yeah. really static shot where it's just like a fake yeah. mouth and then all the the yeah. she's vomiting her out. guts up. How much yeah. more yeah. iconic. I know. Yeah. And then I, the boyfriend, I, yeah, and then the boyfriend yeah. gets his head peeled off and and obviously I'm guessing they just had the one dummy with the head being peeled off the back because they use it about six times in the movie. That same, <laughs> that exact that. same effect. Oh yeah, it's it happens to um the what you call it, the um the one girl who comes back and then there's another yeah, guy yeah. the back of his head. But, but it just constantly happens. You're like <laughs> they've recycled the same yeah, prop. It's the exact amazing. same prop. It's the same guts that come out. It's the same brain. It's the same everything. So you're like they just keep using it over and over again. I always wondered how many times yeah. they they shot. Like how many takes did it take to kind of shoot that? It must have taken at least one or two. They mm. had they have to do it more than once. It'd be amazing if they only had one shot at it. But I doubt that. Yeah, they they, they had a fake mouth and they probably just filled it up. Spit it out. Just keep it up. Spill you know what? Maybe, maybe the guts were like a ring. So they had the, mm. and they just kept pulling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just kept pulling and it's just going in circles. <laughs> That'd be funny if it's just like, and they're obviously real good. They use it's a like donut real, of they use yes. like real animal guts. Oh, and they oh, yeah. could just and, tell it's like intestines and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, so. and it's like case like sausages are, you know what I mean? Too? Like it's, yes. it's just like coming out, it's like so gross. It's almost comedic <laughs> well, when you, know you watch it back, yeah. but they spent all one. their budget on flying them and the crew. To New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> right. they spent to flying everybody out here. So, like, you know what? Just yeah, go to yeah. the store and buy some <laughs> buy some guts and leave it at that. <laughs> but that probably, and I'm glad we're talking about these at the top because those are probably the two, those two specifically. Yeah, I think everyone's always like, "Oh, remember that entrail vomiting? Yeah. Remember the splinter in the eye?" Like, those are the two. I think everyone yeah. is like, they're yeah, not yeah, they're yeah. not like honorable mention as much as it is. These are obvious. These are yes. obviously number one. Like these number one, yeah. number one and number two would be one of these two. Yeah. In whatever order you prefer, but it would be it. Ha- it would have to be one of those two. So well then, like well then said, let me break that with there mine. You go. Let me break that with mine. One that most people don't know because one of his later films is Demonia Mm. Mm -hmm. with a with a haunted kind of weird uh, uh, ghostly nun. Um, At the end of the film, near the end of the film, the 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 nun is kidnapping one of the boys and something that is one of my pet peeves of Fulci. He has a thing for annoying little blonde boys. Mommy, why does that girl keep telling me I shouldn't go there? The one standing at the window in that house. Every one of his moves, there's always some (laughs) fucking annoying little blonde kid that I just want to strangle the shit out of this. Because because the ADR is always terrible. It's never a kid doing the ADR. It's always some adult just going, oh yeah, I'm a child. Fuck you. It's so (laughs) annoying. You know, and everybody hates Bob. Yeah. Everybody hates yeah, that's Bob. The, that's what came to mind. Bob. Exactly. That was yep. the first everybody thing that hates Bob. He has Bob in like every movie. There's yeah. a Bob yeah. everywhere. He's in yeah. the one with the mummy. What's the name of that one? Um, shit. I don't have that on my list here. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's like, same, yeah. That that's like Fulci's concept. Yeah. yeah, that's like Fulci's concept of an American name, yeah. which yeah, is just yeah. Bob. Bob. So there's a Bob in every one of Who the fuck names films. their kid Bob? Like, they, William is fine, and they call we'll him Fulci. When, <laughs> yeah, when he's eight years old or six, you don't call your son Bob. You call him Bobby, or you know, you yeah. give him some, Bob. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that makes me wonder how much say he actually had in the ADR. 
Yeah. Whether it was just some, it was just farmed out and someone did it. And uh, a house of sweet horrors makes me wonder that mm. whether he had anything to do with it, because the dialogue is anybody watch house of sweet horrors. It is some of the worst dialogue in the history. of <laughs> I ABR. haven't watched that in a long time, but I know Holy what it is. Yeah. That was another one of the VHS I got. I got mm. that regular slip case VHS from Kim's. So uh, I, so demonia is my, is my, because it's ridiculous. I love it. But it's absolutely ridiculous. So it is. The, yeah, there's this little boy. The, the Bob of the movie is being kidnapped by the ghostly nun. And he's just screaming, Daddy, Daddy. And Daddy's running through the woods like, Bob, Bob. I don't remember his fucking name. He's like Julian or some shit. Bob, Bob. And that's it. And he's running and the kid is running and the kid finally breaks away from the nun. And then we cut back to the father. And suddenly the father is tied down to the ground. He was just running in the last shot. He was running. And suddenly now he is tied up. His two hands are tied together to a stake in the ground. And his two legs are now tied to a tree on either side of the screen. Who put him there? How he got stuck? No fucking clue. There's absolutely no explanation. And then the Bob Such kid comes running. Such a dumb movie. Such a dumb movie. It really is a dumb movie. But continue. And then the Bob kid comes running. Daddy, daddy. He's like, no, don't move. Don't move. No, son, don't move. Stay there. Stay. Oh, daddy. And the kid runs at him anyway. And then the thickest rope. This rope has to be an inch, inch and a half thick. It's fucking. And the kid trips over. Yes. And hits the ground. So and stupid. the rope triggers the two trees on either side to rip his legs and tear him in half. Oh my god! In the, totally wishbones him. Yeah, yeah. In the most bloodless. <laughs> yeah. Which is the worst part? There's no blood. It's just the guts. Yeah, it's it looks the like the most dried bloodless up. evisceration you've ever bisection you've ever seen. Yeah. And the funniest part is you can even see that the PAs who are on whoever's on either side pulling, <laughs> the pants won't tear. Yeah. So you see that pulling. Yeah, pulling. Yeah, so, it's so dumb. You gotta see this to fully appreciate it. Like we can't show you here, but you gotta go on YouTube. It's on YouTube, I can confirm. Yes. If you don't want to watch the movie, that's fine. But watch the scene. It it sounds more horrific than it actually is because <laughs> yeah. it looks so it's stupid. So fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, as if it wasn't bad enough, we then cut to the mother in the trailer waiting because she thinks her son is gone now. And the son comes, she turns and she sees the son, and she's just, and then we cut to the son covered in blood yeah, as if he rolled around in his dad's dead body. He's covered in blood. <laughs> It is pretty dumb. The whole movie's like that. This is the movie where people just fall on bed of spikes. It happens like twice in the movie. There's a scene where they just throw a baby on fire. And it's like, ah, the baby's crying and stuff. There's a scene where a guy, a hook, attacks a guy, like a, like a meat hook, and kills it. It's so, and everyone just... It's bloodless when it penetrates them and blood comes out of their mouth. It's yeah. weird that Brilliant. everyone coughs up blood. It's weird. Brilliant. I got it's shot in the leg. Movie. Cough up some blood. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like maybe the, the he didn't have the money, I guess, for I the actual I, effect. Oh, my God. So he just I'm, had people I'm in spit tears. up blood. 
<laughs> but it is yes. a dumb scene. Yes, and this is why it's my honorable mention because it's a really, really cool thing to rip. Like it gets ripped in half and it looks, but there's no blood. There's no how the fuck did this happen? And then suddenly the blood is it's like it's just so ridiculously done. But the kill itself is awesome. Oh, it is. Like, it's really cool to see somebody literally ripped in half by mm. their groin and all the way up to his to his head. Yeah. Like, it rips the entire body in half. Brilliant. I you don't know, think we're selling it right now, but it is a, good, it is a, it is a, a pretty intense visual. But, but I think if you listen to this, you're probably it might like, be the same. It might be the yeah. same guts that she that she vomited up in uh, years later. Just yeah. recycled. Just recycled it. But it does. It looks like them. It's that it has the same look as those yeah. guts, so it looks yeah. very real. But there's no blood for some. Un, un, unexplained reason. No idea why. There's no blood in it. It's so weird. Very, So that's very why it's strange. honorable mention. The whole movie, <laughs> and not to get too deep into it, but the entire Demonia film is re- yes. harpoon kill. A, a, a random I like harpoon. Demonia. I, I like Demonia. Too. Yeah. But I, I like, like Enigma better. I think yeah. Enigma is a way cooler film, and that's another one that mo- a lot of people don't talk about. Well, Demonia is a killer nun. The whole movie is yes. a, a ki- yes. killer ghost he nun. Tried, yeah. He tried to make a nunsploitation in like 94, and it's yeah, like, it who wants no nunsploitation sense. anymore? <laughs> a little late there, Lucio Fulci. A little bit. Little bit. <laughs> All right, Rob, let, let's go into the Ooh. actual picks now. Okay. Go into our, let's go into our actual picks, and what we'll do is we'll each go – one at a time. We'll uh-huh. do, we'll we'll eat, take our turn and we'll we'll talk about our two picks and then continue from there. It'll be Rob, uh, me, then Manny, and then at the end we gotta rank them. Rank all six. So all right. Rob, take it away. All right. Well, we spoke about him before very quickly about his lovely beard. So I'm talking uh, from the beyond. It's Joe the Plumber's eyeball death. Mm. Now, there are two eyeball deaths in this in the from uh, in the beyond. I keep saying from beyond, which is a completely different the beyond. Um, And I almost picked the other one, which was the um, the woman in the bathroom and the crucifixion uh, uh, nails where she gets pushed into it and it pokes her eye out. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a it's a great one. I love it. Yeah. The one I like, but this one I liked a lot more, only because it just seemed like someone could actually do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the thumb right, and it just because it doesn't push it out, it pushes it out from the side, which is so weird and so it, it's just so visceral. And so for me, that was like that. That's the one I'm like I'm choosing that one. You know. It's funny in that scene. I always remember be- I, he comes to the house because there's like a leak, right? That's the initial reason why oh, Bob yeah, and he the pulls plumber. Up, and I, I love the fact that I Joe love the, the fact plumber, that not Bob yeah. the plumber. Joe the plumber. No, no, not Sorry, Bob, not, not Bob. Bob. <laughs> Fuck Bob. <laughs> but I love. I love also love the fact that the art department just gave up on his truck. You know what I mean? It's just like Joe's plumbing. It's just like it's. it's it's, I mean, it is, they put no thought. They put no thought into but, the side of the truck. But you know what? If you really yeah. think about it, how many times in your life have you drove past Joe's plumbing? Yeah, well, like 
<laughs> there's a thousand of them. <laughs> he is a plumber and his name there's, is Joe. There's, so. yeah, there's no one named Joe that works at this place, but it's Joe's Plumbing because easy to remember. Marketing. Yes. marketing. <laughs> uh, the other thing about that scene, I always just like the way it looked. There's sort of like the lighting yeah. and the, like the, the wall kind of melting and he's sticking his hand. In. Yeah. Like, it's really just it, like besides the obvious great effect of his eyeball being popped yeah. out and coming out to the side there, just the whole setup. It, it does look eerie. Like, I, I know right yeah. now we're laughing and having a good time, <laughs> yeah. but when you watch the scene, it is pretty intense. You're like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, so. And, and that's another thing Fulci loves, kind of arms coming out of holes. Out of walls, because, yeah, yeah, also, like, whose arm is that? Because they never yeah. really fully yeah. go into where that comes from. You know, it's, we know it's a spooky underneath this uh, hostel or brothel or whatever the woman is trying to. Uh, is trying to make when she inherits either inherits the place or buys it. I forget what she does, but no one ever checked the basement to see how creepy this basement was. And again, whose arm is that? It just comes out of nowhere, out of just some <laughs> random hole in. It's not even a wall. It's like a cave wall. It's like the side of a cave. Yeah, and, the, and like I said, the walls made yeah. of like clay where it's just falling <laughs> apart. So yes. like when this arm rips, it's like it's very odd. But it's yeah. it's an arm from the beyond. It's a beyond yeah. arm. It's from the beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there yes. you go. From the, it's that guy that gets killed in the yeah. beginning. Yep, the ungodly the warlock. warlock. Somehow yeah. his body's in the wall now. He was on the wall. Now he's in the wall. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It is a good one though. It is a good one. And yeah. And, and I didn't say this earlier because we mentioned necrophagia and on the topic of the beyond. And it's going to mm-hmm. the beyond comes up a lot in this episode, man. Yeah. That's why we have to cover it. I remember what uh, necrophagia has a music video that I forget the name of the song. It's about the beyond. The entire track is about the beyond. And the music video is literally every single gore scene with this one included. And the next couple we're going to talk about because there's several beyond mentions on this list. And it's 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 amazing. Every single death scene in the movie yep. is in this music video. And I remember vividly watching the music video and seeing seeing Joe the plumber get his eye ripped out. Not even ripped out, yeah. but kind of his head Just sort of pushed in, out. Yeah, pushed yeah. out. So that's a good one. I do yeah. appreciate the Joe the plumber. I yeah. I gouge. I guess kind of. Yeah, I push. I can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't yes. really describe yes. what happens. So the next one after that is from City of the Living Dead. Uh, it is, and here comes the name, Bob, Bob's <laughs> drill press face. Good that one. is one of the, that is one of my favorite because it, it's so, uh, cleverly executed, you know, it, it's a retractable drill that's constantly spinning. So when, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, when the press goes in you, and, and then the blood, I'm imagining there's a blood pack behind the drill that you can't see. That I'm going to assume that the drill itself, the drill yeah. bit is hollow. Right. And the blood and it's is retractable. running through it. The, yeah. well, the, once it hits his face, there's blood running through the drill mm-hmm. bit itself that bleeds off that. Because yeah. that's how we did that for zombie hunters once. Right. Where we did a drill. We did a drill death. And, oh, wow. and, and Mike, Mike hollowed out the back of the drill mm-hmm. and he got um, whatever the he created, like a ceramic drill bit and put a put a hole through it and ran the blood hose through it. So he actually did that. He actually did that same drill Thing, right. And that's how he did it. I'm going to assume they did the same thing, which is just a hollow drill bit. Yeah. Which is why it's so big, too. Yeah. And it's also very effective. I yes, mean, because because then and then it switches to a dummy going through the other side. Yeah. But then there's a wide shot after that, which is live. It's practical. And the drill is still going on both ends. I'm still yeah. 100 percent sure how they pulled that off. 
Yeah, because it's, it's the same thing. It's a drill on either end, basically. Um, right. But it would one, be a drill on either. It would be one. Yeah. And there would just be like a something on the side here. Yeah. So it's not like tearing up his skin yeah. or maybe fuck it. They just let it. And he ended up with a bruise. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they're both but they're both turning at the same yeah. time. It's really like yeah. it, it's a really terrific effect. And that is, you a know? Good, that is a good scene. The setup of that scene, from what I remember, is pretty ridiculous. The girl's like, want to smoke a joint with me? And he's like, no, yeah. babe, I don't want to smoke a joint. And then the dad shows up pervert <laughs> and beats the shit out of him. And then he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going like, to kill you because yeah. you smoked weed with my daughter. you tried to what? bang my daughter. Like, that's, that's basic. <laughs> that literally is the setup. You tried to bang your daughter on weed. Yeah. On weed. And then, it's funny yeah. is he doesn't even want to smoke the joint. She wants no. to smoke the she joint. Wants- no. Oh. Yeah. He, he got killed because he did he wanted to do the right thing and then his dad like really slowly but you know what i mean it wasn't like it wasn't exactly an act of passion it's a very slow move to this drill you know and and really it's it's 12 different shots of him the drill him (laughs) back the drill the dad the drill but it should have been like three or four shots i I feel I feel like Fulci and he's doesn't... watching it. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah, even try like, to fight back. Let me or, not fight. Let me or not even fight. freak out. He just sort of like, he accepts, yeah, Maybe if I wait, I'll run out fate. of power. Yeah. Um, it, it's similar to the eyeball. Yeah. Bob thought it was battery powered. <laughs> out. I. Uh, it's similar to the, the the eye splinter, where it's like just yeah. like the slow. Bringing the head to whatever's gonna penetrate it, kind of right. situation. I think that's just Fulci trying to like. Yeah, he's trying to make it tense, but then when you watch it now, it's a little ridiculous. Like, yeah, oh, more abrupt would have been more effective. But yeah, yeah, he was but like, uh oh, is he gonna I think escape? Cinema I don't at think the so. time. Yeah. yeah, I think it worked at the time doing that. You know, a lot that 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 anticipation of making mm-hmm. the kill slow and people were, like, oh, oh, yeah. oh my god, oh, you're like, oh yeah. god, oh god, and they turn away <laughs> seventeen times. The scene is still going. <laughs> <laughs> right. The one, the one thing I'm learning from all of these, the, the right now, even with your two picks, Rob, that we we just yeah. talked about, the setup to both scenes, ridiculous. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's fucking stupid, yeah. but it's the best. <laughs> So my, so my first pick also from the beyond <laughs> surprise surprise is the and this is and this is something and the reason why I picked this is because to me it's always just the effect the impact it makes the fact that it's a child I feel is what makes the scene, I guess, shocking in a way. And in this scene, in the beyond, you've got uh, the two characters. I believe the guy's name's John, and I forget uh, what's her name, uh, Christine McCall. I forget. I know the yeah. actress's name. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, I forget her character's name in the beyond yeah. at the moment. But they're in the. I think it's a morgue or the hospital. It's a morgue. Yeah. It's a morgue, and he's going to save, you know, save her and whatever. And he's got his gun, and he's just. Literally busting caps Liza. into all these zombies. Yeah. It's amazing the scene. Yeah. And the I believe it's is it is it Joe the plumber's daughter? I think so. Yes, because yes. 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 Joe yeah. and his wife. He's in there. He's yeah. in the morgue. Yeah. Yes. Right. So Joe Joe the plumber, their little ginger daughter, is with right. the two adults, and they're trying to escape. They're they're killing all the zombies. They're trying to survive the situation. The little girl is possessed by right. the beyond right. by the by what's happening and my man literally unloads a shot 
and this little girl's head turns into oh. a crater. And we get this phenomenal <laughs> shot. It looks like they actually shot this oh, yeah. fake head with yeah. a gun. I'm sure you did. Yeah. The head literally bounces back. And you get the teeth and all that as a giant hole. Yeah. Very just, it looks silly, like looking at it now. But I'm sure at the time when people saw that scene, considering it's a kid, they're oh, like, I'm sure. oh, yeah. shit. Because it's a, she's got to be like 12 years old or something. Yeah. And it comes out of nowhere because she starts to attack mm-hmm. uh, Christine McCall. I, I'm probably butchering, I'm probably butchering her name right now. But yeah, Triona. Been, there you go. She's Cut been in a Triona bunch of McCall. full, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of his movies. But, mm-hmm. He, she's attacking, and then he just – there's literally this great shot of him just with the gun, points it at the kid, unloads, head blows up. It's a great – and you could tell they, they sort of built this fake head where that area, I guess, was softer. It's mm. something. They might have not shot it with a gun, maybe like a BB or something like that to make I it kind of I wouldn't be surprised up. if I – mean, I mean, they did a shotgun in the main in Maniac. They did it in Scanners. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if that's they just used an actual Possibly. shotgun. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, like why it, wouldn't it's you? A, it's a great visual, and I remember vividly this this image of this little girl's head with a giant hole in it has <laughs> yeah. been in death metal music videos, yeah. T-shirts, yeah. on the cover of the movie magazines. To me, as much as you know, the eye splinter and even the entrail vomit is iconic. I think this shotgun, or not, it's not a shotgun, but shot to the face of this little girl. Very iconic. Yeah. And I just think, when I see this, I just think of Lucio Fulci. I was like, this yeah. guy was like, you know what we're going to do? Blow this little girl's head off. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. Why not? There you Fuck go. it. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Who Blow cares? It off. He's like, not scared <laughs> to kill the children in his movies. So. No. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's everywhere. I said, I said off before we started recording, I said, I own T-shirts of three of the picks yeah. that we have today. Wow. So, <laughs> and, and this is a very and This brief, is one of them. And this is a very brief thing. I don't want to go into it too much, but apparently, I think I, I saw on Twitter or something, there's a lot of backlash with this the new Terrifier movie because I think he's killing kids or something. Yeah, somebody had a problem with it, and I'm like, Someone, fuck And you. it became viral, this this right. person. And I'm like, yo, are you a horror? I guess you're not a horror fan because no, kids have not. been getting slaughtered in movies yeah. for years, this being a prime example in, in the beyond. So. Yeah. That's my uh, that's my first pick, and I don't understand I th- people that are. Up I in think arms that about I think that was someone killed. who is actually clever enough to understand that if they complained about that, they'd go viral. Probably, I genuinely exactly think it. that. Yeah, yeah, more more than yeah, likely, they, they, they did that on purpose to go viral. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that. Like, yeah, have like, you ever seen you... Pet Cemetery? Like the most exactly. Oh, such and, a popular and, movie. And on yeah. top of that, in the tr- in the teaser, the kid doesn't actually get killed; he's just there. So there's yeah. actually implied, no proof that he's going to kill the child. There's nothing. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think they imply it. I think it's just there's just a kid who's there. And he's like, yeah. oh, they're going to kill children in this. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. I'm sure the clown will. I'm sure the clown will kill a child in the movie. In so. spectacular fashion. If you want to see if anyone wants to see a clown kill some kids in real spectacular fashion, go watch Sloppy the Psychotic. All right. There's a child actor. A le- le- legitimately a child with Down syndrome. Oh my god! In real life, because he was the director's friend's uh, son. Right. And these kids had the time of their life. This kid 
they put him in the barbecue grill and closed it and turned it all the way up and burned him alive. Like he kills the, the, this clown kills an entire like yeah. like uh, a third third uh, eight year old's birthday party kills all the kids and all the parents. And this That's was hilarious. long before Art the, Art the Clown. So yeah, <laughs> Michael Mahoney. Yeah, I don't get it. Like I said, Fulci was doing it. This is not yeah. the only kid he's killed in any of it. He kills kids in a lot of his movies. He so, does. Whatever. People Fully, are dumb. Fully, uh, we could watch Bob except, and except, die multiple times. I was going to say, except for Bob and House Fucking by the Bob the one kid, The one kid you actually were hoping it would happen to. Fucking Bob. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of House by the Cemetery, my, <laughs> pick second, number two. Pick, my second pick is the opening kill. Which uh, technically, yeah. technically, there's two. But yeah. I always thought, and this is another iconic image to me. So... So the kill, basically the beginning of House by the Cemetery, the cold open of, of the film, you've got, you know, standard slasher movie trope, got the young couple, mm -hmm. had some sex, the guy walked away to go do something, she's naked, and oh, where are you, Jim? Where are Steve, I think is the guy's name. Steve, where'd you go? Where are you? You know, she's all topless, puts Ooh, her shirt la, la. on, gets up finds Steve nailed and bloody to the back of a door. Then an arm comes with a knife, stabs her behind the head, and it comes out of her mouth. The tip of the knife just right out of her mouth. Now, this image, number one, hell of a way to start a movie mm -hmm. off with a bang, which is also, like The Beyond, a very batshit insane Lucio Fulci movie. It gets fucking crazy. But this image is at two. I've seen so many. Such a quick moment. T-shirts, posters, that old, I don't even think the magazine exists anymore, Ultraviolent. They had a they had a t-shirt that was this image with Ultraviolent underneath it. And that was like the the mag the horror magazine's logo and the way they advertised yeah. it. So it was a very and that mag I I I I believe that magazine stopped a long time ago, but that magazine so. was what highlighted Italian horror and like mm. Coffin Joe and stuff. That's how I found out about a lot of those different types of god films. coffin so, show i'm a huge coffin <laughs> joe fan so um, at midnight i'll take your soul yeah, we, we actually just movie. we just covered that on our podcast i think a i saw weeks. that you guys talked yeah. i gotta give it a listen um yeah. great 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 those are great great horror movies yeah. um but yeah i always thought the knife to the back of the head out the mouth it's great it's that's like full chi to a t like mm -hmm. we're gonna just take this woman's head have the knife stabbing her in the back of the head could have been enough it comes out and through her mouth. So yeah. always loved it. And that's and this is a movie that's also got a lot of iconic kills in it mm. uh, that we won't get into here. But I just love how it starts off with a bang. Just this young, attractive woman being murdered in a movie that's technically not a slasher film. It's really mm. that kind of is and isn't. But I just always, always thought it was a very iconic just image. That one shot of her with the knife and then falling to the side, blood coming out. Awesome. I think Manny, you have shirts of this too, That's, right? Like, yep. yeah. So it's <laughs> it's just everybody loves the knife to the back of the head. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Start off with we, a bang. There. We did our own knife to the back of the head, but yeah, we did it based so. on Maniac. So with the <laughs> you know in the in the waterbed, we did it in a sink. We did it because it's so an awesome. It's, it's an awesome shot. It's an awesome kill. It's an and, and it's probably a really practical, easy effect to achieve. It's all in the editing, and then the just having her have this thing in her mouth, and then the 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 
I guess, application on the back of her head that's stuck to her head. That's the uh-huh. end of the knife. But all of it, it just looks great. I've always mm. liked it. That's it. Once that's again, how- I think I saw this in a ton of fucking death metal videos back in the mm-hmm. day and band T-shirts and stuff like that. So that's it. House by a Cemetery, Stab Through the Head is my second pick. Okay, so my pick is New York Ripper, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, lesser talked about, lesser lesser seen film, but one of the first Fulci's that I saw, as I said. Uh, and the unlike other film, unlike other death scenes, this one actually makes sense in this in in the context of the film. Uh, so the movie itself is about a is about a, a detective chasing a killer, and the killer has now decided he is going to taunt the living shit out of the detective and he is killing the detect the hooker that the detective has been sleeping with through the course of the film and he actually calls the detective to let him hear her scream as he kills her he ties her up to the bed hands and legs to the post of the bed and he is going to slowly take a single razor blade he's going to hold he holds the razor blade and cuts her in multiple places to death. Um, one is, uh, I think first it's her leg. He goes down her thigh and, and they're all, as you said earlier, uh, uh, Fulci likes those slow, long takes of it. So he drags the blade slowly down her thigh. And again, it's Fulci. So it looks, um, it looks great. Like you see yeah. the splitting of the skin, you know, the bleeding, the it's whole thing. It's a good goes, effect for sure. It is. It's yeah. awesome. Um, we go down her, down her leg. Then the camera cuts to the side and it goes down. It goes down her chest and it actually cuts her nipple in half. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah. And down her chest. And then he goes to her forehead and this, this is the toss up between this and the zombie eye scene is yeah. one of his best ones. He cuts right down and slices right through the eyeball. It's gnarly. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the blood pools up and everything. Yeah. Like, remember that, that old, um, that old black and white film, I can't think of the name of it, um, where they slice oh, through the um, eyeball. It's a, is it Grand Delusion? It's I, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know old, what you're talking old, about. Like twenties black and white. Yeah, film. and it was yeah, it was basically just a dead cow that they used. Yes. For, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. This is this is obviously done in that style, but again, effects got so much better. Mm. By the seventies, fifty almost fifty years later, after that, yeah, this was this looks amazing, and he slices the eyeball right in half and keeps going through her cheek. Oh my god! While the detective is on the phone listening to her scream, and the detective comes running up, and he finally gets <laughs> yeah. there. He runs up the uh, the fire escape, and he gets in t- to find her dead, and the killer's gone already. It's so, probably the most realistic looking, yeah, full she kills. Yes. I haven't um, seen it in many, many really? years, but I wow. remember thinking it was so effective. Isn't that the one where he wake, makes those weird quacking noises? It's the yes. Donald Duck killer. Yes, the killer <laughs> yeah, is, I was about yes. to say. He yeah. does everything in the voice of Donald Duck. It's yeah, like, it's really freaky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, like they even say he sounds like Donald Duck. Like yeah. it yeah. is purposely a Donald Duck thing. It's yeah. really odd. It was, it's an interesting, just, I was going to say, like, that's the one thing, like, Manny forgot to mention there. The killer <laughs> yeah. sounds like Donald Duck. <laughs> he does. It is, it is pretty. It's like when you watch it and you, we watch. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck is going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, with the Donald oh, Duck wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. 
Literally till really, the end of the movie, he's the fucking movie, every time. He talks like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Because he does all the kills. He makes phone calls and calls and people. And he talks on the phone. He, I think he calls a radio station at one point. Yes, I'm yeah. gonna, and and <laughs> even, even when there's nobody around, he's killing the people. He's stabbing. <laughs> he's screaming like Donald Duck. Like, what the fuck is this? It's I, like but, a combination of Burgess Meredith as the penguin and, and Donald <laughs> Duck. That's literally what it is. It's pretty ridiculous. It but. is. It's, it there's nothing is. creepy about it. I'll be honest. Like the yeah. kill is effective, but yes. him doing that like, the whole time is like really, really fucking silly. But it is interesting. It's, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> that is a good uh, one, though. All jokes aside, the kill is pr- like you could see great. like serial killers like do some weird, freaky shit like that with the cutting of the razor blades. That's like mm-hmm. the most icky. Of it. it. It just feels like it could really happen. Usually you see movies like that and it's a straight razor. Like he's actually holding a single razor yeah. blade. Yeah. And and do and it's like why he's cutting would something. You? Like yes. they used the effect was it was something that he was cutting, I guess. I don't yeah. know if it was the blade itself or they just yeah. made like a fake body part where mm-hmm. he's actually cutting. Because it looks really it looks real. It yeah. you know, when you watch the scene, it does look and the eyeball might be an animal eyeball that they may be mm. painted up to match her other eye. Yeah. So possibly, you never yeah. know. It is, it I is had, pretty yeah. nasty. I had almost picked that one for myself, too. But then I saw you had picked it because just like uh, Joe the Plumber, to me, those are the ones that could you could see actually happening. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, you know, like as outrageous, like I, you know, a bunch of spiders aren't going to kill me, or <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to get a drill through my head, probably not. But those, <laughs> let's I can not. actually, let's hope not. <laughs> but those are the ones I could actually see. You know, I could feel, you could feel it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've all been accidentally cut by a blade. We've all Ooh. been had something poked in our eye or something. You know, yeah. and so it, you could you can sense memory those things as it's happening. It, it's really, it's really effective. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. It's a good one, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, and then my second is is from the Beyond. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> hey. What do you know? We're back to the Beyond. Three for three. All three. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the Beyond. Uh, in the Beyond, there is a character who the psychic woman is also blind. Yeah. And she has a dog. I know there is a there is one scene where she's in her Dickie, parlor. Dickie the dog. Dickie, Dickie the dog. His, I think his name's yeah. Dickie. <laughs> Dickie, yes, yes. The dog's named Dickie. It's a German Shepherd, mm-hmm. and he is her seeing eye dog. And she's in she's in her parlor because and you look at it like you, there's no other room, way to describe the room other than yes, this is what a parlor looks like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you think of the word parlor, this is exactly it. There's a piano in the center, and there's like Oriental rugs, and there's. <laughs> There's 20-pound, like, curtains hanging on the windows. <laughs> this is a parlor. So this is her little psychic parlor, and she's there, and 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 a bunch of uh, spirits or of zombies, I guess, yeah. that kind of materialize in the room, and they're taunting her, and she's screaming at them, no, I did what you wanted, and, uh, you know, Dickie, attack, and the dog attacks <laughs> the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> the weird zombies are, yeah. like you didn't realize they were physical because you can actually see through them until the dog attacks and suddenly yeah, yeah. Fucking they materialize now. <laughs> yeah, they suddenly attack 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 diggy attack attack and they do that and then and then it suddenly stops and she sits quietly 
She says, because Dickie's done attacking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, clearly, Dickie has decided the zombie has had enough. <laughs> the zombie ran away, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's sitting on the, she's, she's kneeling down. She's uh, sitting on the floor in the corner of the room and Dickie comes over to her and he sits next to her and they just kind of sit there for a moment. It's a moment of just silence. They just do nothing. <laughs> And then the dog turns and rips her fucking throat out yes. for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like he just said, ah, I've had enough of your shit. He was possessed and- by the beyond. The beyond got him. <laughs> or he was just fed and- up. Yeah, yeah, it maybe. might have been. Yeah. He's like, I've had it with this shit. Yeah. You can't see it. I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> oh, no. And he rips her throat out and he pulls. Mm. And th- oh, my God. And now, now, if you look at it, you can tell there, it's a dog puppet. The dog it's, puppet looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. It actually does really look good. But it, it is somebody like just pull, and it rips and the blood that comes out of this. Yeah. The stream of it. Fulci, something else that I noticed in Fulci, and he did it even in Sweden. House of Horrors and House yeah. of Clocks. He even did in that. He has this tendency where the blood sound effect just sounds like a faucet running. It's just, yeah. it's just water running. Like, it's like a garden fountain. And that's the sound you get yeah. of the blood shooting out of the throat like a garden hose exactly that yeah. and the water just hitting the ground and he rips it out and then she screams in the dog and you think the dog is done but then he comes back yes. and the dog bites her on the side of the head and rips her ear off he wasn't fucking hair. around no oh, Dickie no Dickie no, no. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> and I absolutely love it. I this this dog mauling is better than the pianist in Suspiria, and that motherfucker deserved it. Yeah, he was a yeah. dick. I was, I was about happy to say to see this him one die. is better. Yeah, yeah, yes. And that was a good one. It rips his throat out too. But yeah. he was an asshole and deserved it. She didn't deserve it. Like, no. why is what Dicky? Why Dicky? Why? <laughs> yeah, just why? because he wanted. He wanted to. Dicky was to, such a good boy. I think it's he was implied. Such a good, I think when he attacked the Beyond Zombie, yes, yeah, it, it, it possessed him. That's why he just and stopped. Then, He's like, "Oh guessing, shit!" Yeah. And doesn't he just run away? Never then he to just be walks seen away. Again? Just, yeah. yeah. Dickie's gone. Yeah. Dickie has left the yeah. building after that. I have to be honest too. I'm not 100 percent sure Dickie was a seeing eye dog because if you watch the film, well, no, he, he does have the harness, right? But she's always walking next to him. Okay, yeah. and and. There's there's scene where um that weird thing happens in the house and they all leave. Mm-hmm. She walks out first and the dog follows them. <laughs> oh, you know, so I'm like, so, like, so he was like her seeing eye dog, but he wasn't trained. Yeah, the dog never actually leaves. Like the dog's never in the front. She's either on the a side. Dog. Yeah, like she, she, she just owned a dog. Yeah, the dog he does have the, he does have the yeah. yeah he does have the hard harness on him. And yeah. she does and in a couple of scenes, but you're right. You're yeah. right. It's, he's not actually a trained dog. It's just some she's fucking not, she's dog. Never, yeah, she, she's never leading him anywhere. Dickie's yeah, like, him. you yeah. kidnapped me, bitch. That was his out. Oh, God. That was his escape plan. He's going to rip her throat out and blame it on the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Dickie found his window. The amount just, of laughter. You like you can't take any of these movies serious, I guess. Dickie ran right to the police after this was over. 
That's the, that's the, he just dipped. He was like, yeah. "Fuck this movie." Said, later, fuck later, this house. I'm out. Leaving. They should have like credits at the end of the movie. Like Dicky was reunited with his family. I think. <laughs> Yo, he was like, he saw the zombies. He's like, "Why the fuck am I protecting her? I'm gonna murder her and just leave and continue fucking doing my thing." Weird. He said, "I'm out." Even then, Dicky moved to Hollywood and made films with Jin Van Beber or something. You know. <laughs> He's in the oh, Manson man. family living somewhere. Alright, so this is where we're gonna rank the Fulci Gore kill our favorite disgusting moments from his filmography. Hardest part of the day. The hardest part, <laughs> yes, of the episode. So I'll run down the list really quick so that we remember what they are and for the listeners. So Rob's pick, we have we have From the Beyond, Joe mm-hmm. the Plumber's eyeball rip, or shift yep. to the side. Shift to the side. <laughs> and the uh, City of the Living Dead drill kill with Bob. With Bob. <laughs> and then my pick is The Beyond once again. The shotgun to or I, I'm, I keep saying shotgun to the face. The shot hand. to the face to the little girl. The, the, the gunshot to the face of the little girl. And then the house by the cemetery stabbed through the head. And then Manny's picks the beyond, the dog attack on the blind girl, Dickie the dog. <laughs> and then the razor kill from New York Ripper. So those are the, those are the six kills we're going to battle. I guess is what you would call in rank right now. <laughs> They're going to battle each other. And we're going to rank any weapons, them. but all right. Yes. <laughs> well, if we're going by that, and I'm just going to hurt some feelings. Yeah, I can <laughs> run to the bathroom and get a razor blade. We can. Uh... There we go. I yeah. think that's the one that's going to win. That's the only one that's really a, a, a weapon here. Well, the drill is technically not a yeah. weapon, but neither is a razor. But yes, yeah, speaking of razors, I'm curious if you guys agree. I think out of these six, the razor kill to the eye the razor it's not even a kill technically the razor cutting yeah. of the eye well, she is New York dead Ripper. by the end of the scene yeah, yeah. yeah. it does kill her probably does, yeah. wouldn't have but yes. she'd just be <laughs> yeah definitely. she'd just eye. be very unhappy for the yes. rest of her life <laughs> oh yeah um, but i think you guys i think when just looking at this list that would be number one i think so definitely yeah. I can yeah. I can totally stand with it. It's yeah. uh, it's the most visceral. It's probably the most realistic. Realistic. Yeah. It's not ridiculous. The situation's no. a little and, ridiculous and with and the duck and, quacking, but well, that's that's what he's been doing. But but as you said, also a lot of the kills just kind of come out of nowhere. This one is actually set up through the whole mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Now this is something that the killer is doing again. The the the, the where mm-hmm. the antagonist is directly antagonizing the protagonist. No, for sure. You know, I get so it. it is storyline based. In the greater than, scope of the film, yes. it does make sense. Yes. It's actually <laughs> so, part of the plot. It's not yeah. just a kill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Manny, what would you make number two? I'm probably going to go with the knife through the head. It's one of my favorites. Mm. It's one of my favorites. I abs- I love, I love mm. the shot. And like you said, we did our own knife through the head and blood mm-hmm. slaughter massacre. Cause I just, I love that effect. I love the way it looks. Um, Rob, what are you thinking? For number two, mm-hmm. I would say either the knife through the head <laughs> or the dog. Ooh, see, so this is interesting. Yeah. So I, 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 in my mind, I was going with the dog. Oh, but wow. Oh, we'll go since two out of three. 
We're going to go with the knife through the head for number two. The dog was my pick. I uh, thought Manny was going to pick the dog. I, was, so, I, I wasn't going to just throw my top my my two picks at, number, at the top two. I was trying to be a little so, uh, cordial here. We're going to go with the one. knife. That was Rob's first pick. He yeah. fir- if he would have first mentioned the dog, we would have went with the dog. Yeah. But he first mentioned the knife. <laughs> so we're going to go with the knife. In my mind, it was going to be the dog. But no, <laughs> it's the knife. We're going with number two. <laughs> Rob, what's number three you think on this list? For number three, again, because um, much like the, the very reason Manny picked the razor blade, um, I'm going to pick the drill because of just mm. how just how effective it is in terms of the, just how they executed it. Mm. You know, I really like okay. the drill. Yeah. The drill is a pretty intense one. Manny, what are you going with for number three? I I would go with the dog as well, but you know the drill is the drill. I mean, I mean, well, I mean we, we all kind of agreed that the we all, we're all the dog the is same. off the table. That was not off the table yet, actually. The, the, That's the other what I'm two saying. Like we said, yes. the do- you guys, you're both thinking that the yes, dog yes. would be number two, and then he threw another, you he know, curveball there. <laughs> threw a curveball. Like I so. thought the dog was going to end up being number three, just just based on uh, uh, default. <laughs> but he, you know what? He threw a curveball. I I real I love the drill. I do love the drill. It's a good so I, I you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna say I like the drill I like it because you know anybody named Bob in a Fulci movie deserves to die <laughs> all the horrible deaths yeah. at the hand of a drill they deserve yeah. the death of a drill yes yes I um, love the dog I really love the dog scene you know but as as my wife would say I hate when they make the dog bad why must the dog be a bad dog. I was gonna pick it's the dog. It's so, a, so, then, <laughs> so the so the drill one two out of three. So the dog is not is not is not hitting home runs today. It seems so. It's not yet, not yet at least. All right, so we're gonna make we're gonna make the drill kill to Bob from City of the Living Dead number three because I was gonna go with the dog. So in that order, we're gonna just that's the way it's gonna be. All right, so back around. To you now. The fr- to me now. You pick the first so one. So you're yeah. number four. Mm-hmm. So number four. He's going to knock the dog down again. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to go with the dog. D- looking at what we have, it's the most brutal it is. of what it, we have I, left and the most probably violent. Mm-hmm. In con- I'm sure some people will disagree with me, but just kind of the yeah. fact that so my number so number four to me would be the dog in the order we have it because not only does he rip out her throat, he rips out the side of her face side as of well, the whole side of her head. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't think that. I mean, we're ranking just for the sake of kind of <laughs> yes, fun, but yes, the fact yeah. is, I don't think I think that they're all. I think all six of these. Yeah. Are pretty even in yes. just awesomeness. That's why I and thought it'd be fun to rank them. Yeah, <laughs> they're all awesome. So I'm gonna go number f- number four, the dog, ex- the dicky attacking the blind girl from the mm. beyond. Uh, let's mix it up, Rob. What would be? Do you agree? Disagree? What were you gonna pick as number four in this list? I'm going. I'm I'm going with Dicky. So Dicky, you're going. Gotta with be Dicky. Can't yeah. knock Dicky down any further. Yeah. At this point, it's gotta we be have Dickie. to. We got to put Dicky on the list, Manny. Yeah. Are you 
Are you in favor no, of yes, hundred percent? Our boy Dickie cannot go any farther than this. He can't yeah. go any farther down. Yes. <laughs> so we've got Dicky at number four. Dicky dog attack on Blind yeah. Girl. Uh, All right. So what what do we have left? So we um, have we've got we have, the shotgun to the 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 gun shot to the face of the little girl in the beyond. Mm-hmm. We've and, got uh, the the plumber Joe Vincent. the plumber. So Joe the plumber and the and the and no no we got one more. We've got we should only have two left. We're at yeah, number four. We should have two left. Yeah, two. Sorry, two. So yeah, shotgun to the face. The gunshot to the, the gun face. Gunshot to the face and Joe the plumber. Joe the plumber. Yeah. Both from the beyond. <laughs> so, uh, let's mm. see. I'm thinking mine already. I got mine here. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be the sh- it's gonna be the gunshot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe the plumber is a cool death, but uh, I mean, in general, that would have been probably uh, in based on what we have here. Regardless <laughs> of how the others went, Joe the plumber would have been my number six because the others are all just so so great. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say the gunshot. Rob. I'm gonna say the gunshot too, just because Ooh. it's just so freaking violent. Mm-hmm. You know, and un- unexpected. Like the first time I saw that and it happened, I remember just going, "Oh my god!" You know, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, "What the, what the?" F-? And then there's you know. the append to that, which is the spider scene. Yeah. Which and then which was going to be another one of my honorable mentions: the acid to the mother's mm-hmm. face. Yeah. There's all these deaths in this one fucking room. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Joe the plumber's family had just had no luck. They all were yeah. fucking all brutally mur- murdered. They're yeah. all dead. Um, Funny enough, in my mind, when I was thinking of that, I was thinking about Joe the Plumber. I thought you guys would rank the shotgun last. <laughs> no, the nah, gunshot man. last. So now watching the little girl, little, little redhead's face blow up. Come on, yeah. man! It's- <laughs> I didn't even pick, I didn't even pick my own pick as number, number five. So. so then number 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 six is Joe the Plumber's eye rip or eye shift. So that is the order. That is the haunted hangover. Lucio Fulci gore. Top top six because we like weird even numbers because we skip the we skip the obvious too. Yes. Yeah. So top six. So number one, Razor Eye Kill, New York Ripper. Number two, House by the Cemetery, Stab Through the Head. I have to be honest. I'm surprised you guys picked the New York Ripper as the first one. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly surprised. I thought that would be farther down, but it really is a very visceral kill. Yeah, yeah. that's it. No, number three, City of the Living Dead, Drill Kill to Bob. Number four, the dog attack, Dicky dog attack on Blind Girl. Number five, the shot, the good, I keep saying shotgun, gunshot to <laughs> little face. girl's head. And Joe the plumber, eye gouging, ripping, shifting to the side. Yeah. Very good list we have here. Very, very gory, gory moments yeah. in Lucio Fulci history in all of his films. <laughs> and I'm sure there's people out there that are like, you guys are missing a lot of them, but maybe we'll do this again in the future. I got, you know, I've, I've watched quite a few Fulci films this year. I'm trying to like last year, I tried to watch as many Cronenberg movies as I could get my hands on, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think I got to like 15 or so last year. Um, This year I'm already at 16 or 17 Fulci films. Wow. Because I just want to watch as many, and I've got uh, a couple more that I want to go through. Uh, There's really not the other, unless you go beyond when you go before, um, the, the his giallos and this before that people don't know most of them nah. they're really hard to find in general the comedies and the action films other than contraband and conquest the others they're hard to find yeah so but listen most this of inspired me are, 
This inspired me to go back and rewatch some of these. It's been a while since I watched some of these movies. I even have a list in front of me of a, like at least eight of his movies and the release dates. And I'm like, I have to revisit. Like New York Ripper, been a minute. I have to go back and give that a watch. It's been a few years, I think, since I revisited that one. So this inspired me. Our list, our wonderful, gory list here. <laughs> is uh has inspired hopefully it inspires the listeners to also maybe maybe there's some listeners that have never seen a lucio fulci film and it's possible their, yeah their first uh first taste of it don't eat anything don't have your don't on thanksgiving don't have your thanksgiving feast and then watch house by the <laughs> cemetery yeah that might yeah, uh, exactly. that might ruin your day or or city of the living dead with the entrails so yeah that might fuck you up but Maybe it won't. Who knows? Maybe you'll you'll get hungry. I don't even know. Everyone's <laughs> know. different. So I am perfect. I shoot my film. I, I stay all today in in um, all my legs. And when Atkins answered to my my friend Clive Barker, that is that is uh, is old and sick. So that was our Thanksgiving Fulci feast, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you and the Stabby Road podcast? First off, thanks for having me. I had such a fun time here. Uh, Stabby Road, you can listen to uh, anywhere there are. Uh, you can listen to Apple or uh, Spotify. Anywhere there's, you can listen to the podcast, we're there. Um, you can see any of our socials uh, under Stabby Road, which is... Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and X. I don't like saying X. Um, it sounds so like X. I'm on X. What is so? Yeah, what? I don't know. I have is no idea. Is that an OnlyFans page? Like, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And you can, you can see our, you know, you can see uh, we have a bunch of clips from each episode uh, on our YouTube channel. Again, they're all under the name Stabby Road. Uh, we're going to start soon putting whole episodes up on video as well. Um, because we do shoot all our, our stuff. Uh, as for me, you can find me under Rob Graydon, any of my socials, the same thing, Facebook, they're all under the name Rob Graydon, R-O-B, G-R-A-Y-D-O-N. Uh, what do I have coming up? Um, I have more, uh, I, I, oh yeah, we did mention this, but I do direct for Sesame Street. So uh, <laughs> I have more Sesame Street things up. They're all on YouTube, whatever uh, YouTube shorts, you would find most of my stuff under uh, for Sesame Street. I have a horror short, that I'm going to be shooting in March called The Haunts in Us All. So that's pretty much it for me for now. And be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, X, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com for links to all the glorious stuff we have to offer here, including our Patreon page that includes bonus spooky content. And if you like what you heard today, all of the Italian gore people and the blood and all of the gross stuff with the Thanksgiving, if you like what you hear today, please find us on our wherever you listen to the podcast and give us a good review. Otherwise, we come and stick a drill through your head. <laughs> and as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Ciao. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.